1: to the rock, 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 rock and roll podcast. Check out this record. My name and (laughs) my name is Mark. And with me, as always, is the creamy center of my Milky Way
0: himself. It's Frankie D. (laughs) That's right, Mark. I'm the centerpiece. The main attraction of most people's candy bar, my friend. And it's what people have been waiting for.
1: That it, it really is.
0: <laughs> so listen, if, if your friends have
1: noticed that your taste in music has suddenly become the only thing you want to talk about and they, they keep telling you what a jerk you've become mm. uh, for it. First, let me say, hell yeah. Uh, you're welcome. This is the podcast for you, my friend. Uh, telling people the music they like sucks is, is your right. And most importantly, it's ours. So tell those friends where they can stick those Taylor shit records uh, and mark yourself uh, and make sure they check out, check out this record. Uh, we're available on Spotify, Apple podcast, Amazon music, and wherever podcasts can be
0: found. Heck, we're even on the tube of you. That's right. So let's talk facts. Number one, Bon Jovi can't sing. Number two, new episodes drip and drop directly to your ears every Friday. And of course, uh, we'll rip up what you carry so sacred. And we're going to do that for all your listening pleasures. And three, Bon
1: Jovi sucks. Yes, he does. Uh, For the uninitiated here, uh, here on Check On This Record, Frank and I. Uh, find records for each other, go through them track by track and tell you what we really think about them. Uh, But that's not all. Oh, no, no. We also have a wide array of musical discussions from Uh, Our spotlight series where we'll dig into a band's catalog like a couple of grave robbers and see what's worth a damn and what's just a pile of fertilizer.
0: (laughs) That's right. Now, keep in mind, head over to YouTube and uh, type in the uh, recent Bon Jovi uh, performances and you will see that he really can't sing. And more importantly, for our Versus series, uh, we'll put two albums against each other and they're going to duke it out, Mark, for total stereo domination.
1: Oh, I thought you were gonna do that Bon Jovi style for <laughs> Johnny, uh, don't forget to pop Johnny. over uh, as I mentioned to the world's famous tube of you and watch us make just the most ridiculous faces <laughs> at each other as we try to read. Uh, and who knows, there might even be some exclusive content coming uh, that you're definitely not gonna miss, uh, provided we ever do it. So be sure to click on that old like and subscribe button. Yes. So don't forget. (laughs) (laughs) Now, social media is your Jimmy. (laughs) Be sure to check us out on Instagram or Facebook uh, where we have a whole group thingamajig where we continue to roast musical sacred cows like that piece of shit, John Bon Jovi. That's right. Um, (laughs) So mark yourself safe from shitty music. Give us a a like or a follow or like I said, reading is difficult. Absolutely. Uh, Remember, though. Like you yeah. said, though.
0: Well, one more quick thing. They pop over to YouTube, remember, put in Bon Jovi, and they're going to realize that you yeah. can't sing in 2022. So, no, like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, <mwah>. uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Uh,
1: today on the show, Graham, yes. uh, or oh, I wrote "showdio," like a rodeo, but a show, Shodio. Today on the Shodio, uh, we're visiting a wild little three piece from Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, the Oblivions. Uh, these guys, are something of a fusion of uh, two musical subgenres, that's uh, garage rock and punk blues, uh, which are both subgenres unto themselves. So uh, we're just digging a deep old hole. Frank, you got any recommendations for the listeners in either or both of these styles uh, so that our, our listeners playing along at home have a little
0: bit more of a point of reference? Sure do. So I think for a band more people are familiar with on the garage rock punk side would be the hives. You can check mm-hmm. out that episode, of course, in our archives mm-hmm. uh, for the blue side of things. I think the black keys would be a good reference point. Again, you could check out our episode on their record um, um, in our archives Um, for. So maybe for some more obscure stuff, because there's a lot, I think, going on here, I think perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think PJ Harvey, Uh, I think uh, the Marked Men, who also Mm. then eventually Radioactivity was one of their spawn off bands Uh, and the and Gun Club, I think, would work out well. Of course, on a mainstream level, you know, I think people who might hear this and maybe not know of the other bands I mentioned might think White Stripes. Okay, yeah, I think that's fair. Okay, very cool. Very cool. Uh,
1: So the Oblivion, the Oblivions are uh, a three piece, as I mentioned, all three members taking turns singing. Uh, now, this is pretty wild. Uh, this three-piece has has two guitars uh, and no bass, so the, the, each member of the band takes a turn singing and playing guitar. Um and playing drums it, it's pretty crazy um it, it, it makes for a pretty wild sound uh, there's actually a story uh, that they were offered free time to record at the legendary sun studios uh but were refused entrance for not having a bass player so rather than going out and finding one they went out and found somewhere else to record uh mm-hmm. pretty crazy uh so who is this uh baseless band you may ask uh so on uh Guitar, guitar, drums, and vocals. We have uh, Greg Cartwright, Jack Yaber, and Eric Friedel. I'm pretty sure I said that right. I'm going to mess it up a bunch of times either way. Uh, These guys were all in a bunch of Memphis rock bands, most notably uh, Compulsive Gamblers and uh, Shangri-Las. It's probably just Shangri-La. I don't think I pronounced the S. Anyways, uh, so Desperation by the Oblivions recorded at uh, Dan Auerbach's Easy i studios and released may 28th 2013 Mm -hmm. fine year uh you ready to
0: (laughs) jump in you tall glass of francocino already jumped already in and mark i think me and you know about being in a baseless band right (laughs) (laughs) oh we do we do uh track one i'll be gone uh not a single
1: frill out of the gate frank uh Uh we get the band's signature fuzzy guitar uh and paired with a floor tom jaunt, uh, with plenty of tambourine in it, mm. Greg Cartwright mm. singing, uh, singing about the the hardships of growing old and avoiding them. It just it just at all costs, avoiding growing old at all costs. I love the dirty, dirty guitar solo, like just a minute in, which is awesome because like none of these songs are longer than three minutes. Most of them are like just under two. Uh, Frank, what would you think of the opener? Uh, I'll be gone.
0: You know, the first chords ringing, I was like, "Oh, this is like the Ramones, right? The Ramones style." And then the dirty nature of these guitars continued, and it morphed into straight up rock and roll with a garage flare. Uh, in the midst of the fuzz, we get melody and distinction on the chorus, short and sweet, and I'm um, eating it all up, Mark.
1: Oh, very <laughs> well. Yeah, go ahead and pile in a cup, a loving cup. Track two. Uh, this one is a cover, originally by Paul. Butterfield Blues Band and released in, in 1966. So really leaning into that uh, garage band thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Oblivians keep it bluesy, but give it a, a heavy handed uh, blues <laughs> uh, and an even heavier hand on the garage rock. Excuse me. I'm, I'm just all worked up today, folks. Uh <laughs> Uh, you're picking up the blues vibe they're putting down here Frank
0: yeah so this is where I I, I was mentioning to you like it's like garage block gar- garage block there you go garage rock blues rock 50s rock and roll and punk and it's like really glorious all just meshed into one uh the two guitars make it nice and full without the bass and it's nice when you have the lead guitar uh playing and you have the chorus playing you know the chords in the background to give it a full sound which for moments i was even like oh is there you know i didn't even recognize that there was no bass so
1: cool cool track 3m uh back to original material uh with cartwright giving us a tune about a broken-hearted woman named m uh it's a hopeful number with cartwright encouraging her to reach out musically we get a good old toe tapper i love the screaming and the distortion it puts on his voice they just do not care about running that needle into the red and it sounds so good mm. uh, i feel like it's a i'm in a cheap bar or or in their garage listening to these guys just absolutely rock out what says you frank
0: yeah i love this brokenhearted side in them uh it has uh organized chaos going on i i really like with the lyrics um and the verse ends and it gets extended by the guitar riff, which I'm a big fan of. Uh, you don't need a lot of time with songs like this. And you could get the message across in less than two minutes. And guess what? They do it. That's right. Track four.
1: Woke up in a police car. Ooh. This one is uh, an Eric Fredell number. Uh, this one uh, would be so easy to just clap along to, man. I feel like. They let one of the guys just just rip a big old guitar solo across the whole thing while Eric blames the police for putting him in his hard spot. Because, you know, it's always the police's fault that you got arrested. (laughs) Um, I'm having just like an absolute blast with this. How about you, Frank?
0: Love the change up here with the vocals. It's fun to take something like this and make it something that you want to clap along to uh, and say woe to Uh, again, like you really fun stuff here.
1: Very nice. nice. Track five, Call the Police. Oh, Uh, Another cover here. This one was penned by Stephanie Sanders. And as far as I can find her online, she's a jazz musician who also teaches music uh, at the collegiate level. Um, Now, the Oblivion's previous album was called uh, Play Nine Songs with Mr. uh, Quintro. Uh, a bluesman and a band director from New Orleans uh, who guests on this song. So my guess is that he brought this one to the table. Also credited on this one, Frank, uh, is a Miss Pussycat on percussion and vocals. This feels like a big old party uh, down south to me. Are, are you digging it?
0: So this reminds me of the parties my friend John used to throw and then call the cops on his own party to get the people he he didn't want out of there. Uh, really genius stuff. Brilliant mind way ahead of the time. I mean, he would even video camcorder. Everything was just before the phones. Uh, so no. So he knew where to put everything back in place um, anyway. Genius. Yeah, genius. Absolutely. Uh if this song was playing at one of those parties, I'd be getting down in the dance floor and this is the nineties. So we've, we could have gotten away with playing stuff like this at a party. Absolutely. Absolutely. Track six pinball
1: King. Uh, This is easily one of my favorites on the album. Uh, Probably doesn't hurt that I love me some some pinball. I think we all know that by now that I love mm-hmm. me some pinball. Uh, but we get plenty of bounce here from from Cartwright, who wrote this number uh, in the dive bar that exists in my mind alone, which Ooh. these guys are the house band of. I imagine they wrote <laughs> this about me just killing time and crushing pinballs. Frank. Yes. If I'm the pinball king, does that make you the pinball wizard And while we're at it, how does this
0: stack up against the who's Tommy? Well, Mark, the pinball king defeats the wizard any day of the Gregorian or the Orthodox calendar, my friends. In fact, Tommy, uh, you Mm -hmm. need to listen to this instead. Okay, so start listening to this one. Uh, I feel transported actually back to the late 50s and early 60s. Yeah, we could just let your mind go and play pinball all day long
1: oh yeah listen to that rock and roll on the jukebox Woo, woo! track seven run for cover yeah Uh, the first track from jack yarber on the album Uh, i'd say just based on the speed this is also the most punk driven song so far slash of the album uh from the footage i've seen of the band jack is typically the one playing drums the most frank Not bad for a drummer, huh?
0: No, no, not at all. It's so cool that each member contributes vocally. I love when bands do that. Uh, To answer your question, yeah, this is the most punk they get on the album. Ramon's full-on style all the way. And funny, Mark, isn't it that we uh, reference Ramon's style punk here in 2022, but yet no word of those pistols, huh? Hmm.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, because it's just uh, somebody farting in a trash can. Oh, it sounds like the (laughs) Sex Pistols. Track eight come a little closer Uh, cartwright brings us back down with a little 60s vibe uh we haven't talked about lyrics much as of yet frank i think these are some of the best on the album that said they aren't anything overly fancy but they fit really well to the vibe that they're creating and do a great job of painting a picture of trying to put the moves on a babe you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank, are you going to help me keep my head out of the rain?
0: Hey, man, that's that's what I'm here for. Uh, I'm with you with a band like this. Uh, the lyrics don't have to be anything crazy and they aren't trying to pass themselves off as like a Dylan. Right. Uh, this has a great 60s vibe and they do such a great job of of keeping the pace steady uh, throughout the record. Cool song and a, a fantastic chorus also. Excellent. Track
1: nine, Little mm. War Child. Speaking of the 60s vibe, Yarber gives us a little bit of a I'm going to call it Dion here, Frank. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like these. Uh, it's got that classic kind of feel, man. Uh, wh- what would you think?
0: Well, of course, anything with Dion, you know, I'm all in my man. Classic chord progression gives us a new and exciting way to keep the spirit of that era alive. A song like this makes you really anticipate those who was. And on top of that, we get a ripping and crunching solo. Um, Could be one of my favorites on the album.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Track 10, Fire Detector. Mm. Uh, Eric Fidel, uh, Singing on this one. Uh, She mistook me for a fire detector. Have you ever been mistaken for a fire detector or any other safety equipment, Frank?
0: Well, the running joke is Mark, I currently have six wives, man. So I'm sure I get looked at as some sort of safety equipment for all the people that I I just mentioned. I'll have to tell you off air about that. Anyway, another fun song where you could just hear these dudes having a blast and making fun uh, or making this stuff be fun, which is what they're passionate about.
1: Well, there you have it, friends. Uh, 20 years of friendship, and I just learned my best friend's uh, polygamist.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh,
1: track 11, Oblivion. Uh, cart right here. Uh, I love this big Lost in the Jungle groove. This one feels like they put a lot of thought and energy into it. It It's a break from the rest of the album, but it's it fits so perfectly in here as though it couldn't have existed anywhere else. Frank, this is almost a self-titled track do you think that uh had an effect on the way it came out
0: i think there's more emphasis on a song like this for sure and and i must say there is a stranded in the jungle feel going on uh from the new york uh, dolls and, no. and i say that in a good way even though i'm not the biggest dolls fan i like that particular song and and my Kids like that song too. Uh, the breakdown here gives us a really surfer groove breakdown that I just yeah. love. Uh, if this is a statement song on the record, uh, this is it.
1: Very cool, very cool. Track 12 Back Street hang out mm, mm, it's where mm, you can always mm. find me baby uh, another jack yeber tune his songs on the b side are far less punk than than the one on track on the a side uh and far more 60s garage with a touch of kind of a 60s pop to them and they're awesome for it uh. um i'm really digging this tune how, how, how about you frank
0: you know, at one point, this song moved into my favorite category, uh, that, which yeah. basically means at the end of the day, I can't pick a favorite um, mm-hmm. from this record. Definitely 60s vibe, but more edge, where uh, some of the original ones uh, leave you wanting more, meaning the ones that did it in the 60s. This satisfies you, like the candy bar that you previously mentioned that I am. Mm-hmm. You
1: big old Milky
0: Way. going to fill you full of nougat.
1: <laughs> Track 13, Desperation. So we get in, uh, the album album title track uh you can feel cartwright's writing at this point in the record you really get a sense for him which i dig with uh this and and many songwriters and and singers when you have that connection it's really cool when you finally gels with what they're trying to do um you know oftentimes with bands like this it can be hard to pull them apart they the 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 bands become sticky and it's difficult to tell but he's really rocking here and we get a killer little clap part uh, for the verses, which I love, uh, you, you clapping along, Frank. Now that oh, I'm hammered,
0: hell yes, and and I feel the desperation, and I really like the chorus they created. I know the chords fall on the progression, but they made the point not to make this song basically a whole two minute verse. So there's clear distinction here, um, and I think it's awesome. Yeah. So last track, man, track 14, Mama Guitar. Mama We're closing
1: guitar. Uh, on a cover. This one was uh, performed by Andy Griffith in 1957 for a movie called A Face in the Crowd. Obviously, the Oblivion's play it just like Andy (laughs) Griffith would uh, on a mountain of cocaine. But but really work in uh, all its uh, dirty, fuzzy glory. It's totally worth it. Definitely not what I would have picked uh, as the album Closer but it's, it's a fun number. And this is the first song uh, we had kind of talked about this, Frank, that reminded that I really um, picked up that Ramones vibe from them. What what did you think of mama guitar?
0: Yeah, I think in context, it's smart to close an album titled desperation with, with a little chaos here. And I think that's what it is. And we get that little Spider-Man lick on there. uh, That's reminiscent of the Spider-Man from the Ramones. And I think it even gives him more of an appeal. Um, You know, again in the initial talks of the laying out of the album i'm not sure that this would be the one i would say close the album to but again context i think it makes sense to me
1: very cool very cool man i i just want to to do the twist and a a drunken blur to this kind of rock and roll uh frank give it to me buddy uh what what'd you think
0: yeah i just want to actually join a band that's just like this <laughs> yeah that'd be fun It'd yeah. be a fun band to join oh yeah uh you know mark i love music mashups and i think this gives me so much of what i love the the garage rock early punk rockabilly 60s rock uh and blues with fuzz i mean mm-hmm. it's become rare for bands uh, to have more than one singer nowadays and here we get three uh, so who needs a bass uh, you don't really lose out on anything I wish more bands were like this today, and this is what we would classify as rock. I'm sad to say that I think what's classified as rock today killed uh, or stunted this style of rock and roll here. Listen, there's no thrills, no flashy stuff here, no sex, no God, no politics, just a good time with an edge that lets out your aggression and allows you at the same time to smile. The Fuzz doesn't even drown out these songs from being no. distinguishable. I, I love the speed. I even love the slower tunes. This was a really solid choice, my friend, and it gets a well-deserved 8.5 out of 10 for me. And yes, for those keeping score at home, that's two points higher than Led Zeppelin two.
1: Son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, I picked this off the heels of listening to Led Zeppelin 2 uh, for a week straight. And I have to tell you, This is the kind of cathartic rock and roll that I absolutely love. It's not pretty by any stretch. Mm. And that's perfectly fine with me because they give us this awesome garage rock punk blues energy that only comes from playing long and hard. And like your life fucking depends on it. So we get three covers, six tracks from Greg Cartwright, two from Eric Friedle, and three from Jackie Arbor, giving the album a a really fun and eclectic mix. That, while my only critique is that Mama Guitar would have been better served earlier on the B-side, which would have left the track like Depression, uh, Desperation, or Oblivion as the closer. Yeah. But even with that said, The album doesn't feel repetitive because there is such a rich mix of songs from different writers. I I agree. Uh, I proudly give this an 8 out of 10. What can I say? Uh, Fuzzy, Dirty Ass, Garage Rock, Punk Blues are just my cup of fucking tea. Freak. what are we listening to next
0: week? Oh, man. All right. So I was thinking that we're approaching... I think, it, well, maybe a couple months away. Well, hold on. We're in April now, May, uh-huh. June. Okay, so maybe a couple months away from our year anniversary of finding oh. uh, J- the Jason and the Scorchers record, right? And oh, from okay. that, I remember our conversations that led us into all of these other bands. So there was one band in particular where I was just hammering home. I was I was obsessive with, right? And now the dust has settled a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And I wanted us to take uh, a, a look at... This particular record and that record, Mark, is Moonhead, Thin White Rope. All right. So I want to circle back to them because yeah, we've
1: had some talks about it. We've I've definitely put this on a few times to check it out because Frank has been getting obsessive about it. No, let's do it, man. I I think I feel like coming in after this, I'm in the right headspace to listen to something off kilter.
0: Yeah, this is a band where listen. Uh, maybe a hundred out of a hundred people aren't going to know about these guys. And I I wouldn't have known about them unless I really just went through a rabbit hole of trying to find stuff. Uh, This band was uh, around, not for a long time. I think they put out good records, but I want to really see if that hype that I carried uh, last year with it still remains. I think it is, but I want to give it a, a, a listen and I want us to dive into it. So Moonhead by a band that, Mark, no one's gonna know. A thin white rope. And, That's uh, fine with
1: me. I,
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, how long has it been since
1: you've listened to that? Has it been a couple, couple weeks, couple months, um, couple days?
0: I would say probably a couple, couple months. Um okay. Although the so title you're coming in fresh off it. Okay. Yeah. Although the title track or on it, it uh, constantly kind of is, is in my head. Um, I'll just mm. go around be singing it. But it, it's been a while, and and I'm I'm anxious. So.
1: Very nice. I, my friend, am looking forward to that.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so, hey, everyone, thank you for joining and spending time with us. Remember, like, subscribe, rate, review, all that jazz. And, of course, be safe.
1: Yeah, hey, as always, thank you so, 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 so much uh, for listening to us ramble about rock and roll. Yeah, uh, please join us again next week for another exciting episode of Check Out This Record, where we'll be listening to Moonhead by yes. a, a Thin White Line. Rope. 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 Then white rope. I was close. <laughs> I wrote it down, but then I read laid the pen over that word. Uh, now, if you'd be so kind as to say it with me. Oh, my,
0: my. Oh, hell yes. Oh, oh. bye bye. Bon Jovi can't sing. Oh, Bon Jovi, he's so cute, <laughs> but he sounds like he had a stroke. Oh, my God. Were they ever good, though? No, nah, not in my opinion. No, nah, not at all. No, we could even do the anniversary of Slippery Went Wet. That's how that's how. <laughs> I mean, it was that one, and then what was the, uh...